Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Well, she finally made it official today. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein will not run for another term. Feinstein says she will complete this term and step aside when it expires at the end of next year. There's no shortage of high-profile Democrats already running to succeed her. And while the timing today was a bit of a surprise, Feinstein's decision itself was not, although she herself seemed surprised by it when reporters asked her about it in the halls on the Capitol, in the Capitol today. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Senator Feinstein's longtime colleague, former Senator Barbara Boxer, who served alongside Feinstein for 24 of the 30 years that Feinstein has been in the Senate. Thank you so much for being with us again. You know, when we spoke last week, you said that um, only Senator Feinstein could know when the time would be right. And, and now that time has come. I know you're not surprised, but what are your thoughts now that your old friend has decided to, to follow you into retirement when her term is up? Yes, um, I wasn't surprised, as I think I told you, because her response when Katie Porter threw her hat in the ring and then Adam Schiff, she was very gracious. And if she had been planning a run, I think it would have been quite different. So I wasn't surprised. But look, it's very nostalgic for me because Senator Feinstein and I made history as the first two women ever elected from one state in the union. And it was quite a run in 1992. Uh, faith threw us together. We were very different in terms of our style, our personality. And sometimes we disagreed on things, but we really knew when it came to California, we were joined at the hip. Yeah, you both were trailblazers. Talk about how that environment on Capitol Hill changed over the years for both of you. Yeah. Well, when we got to the, um, to the Senate and we were sworn in in 1993, uh, they called it the Year of the Woman. And both of us were laughing because... Yes, we tripled our numbers, but we went from two to six. So there were 94 men and six women at the time. And it was, you know, you had to really fight for equality there to get on the committees to do the things that everyone else was doing. And then pretty soon, you know, we passed the test. And Carol Mosley Braun was elected then, as well as Patty Murray, who is now president pro tempore of the Senate. So we really had a lot on our shoulders. We had to prove that women could A, get along with each other, and B, get along with everybody else and do the work, do the hard work. And we picked committees that were, you know, not traditional for women, like judiciary she was on and, 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 and foreign affairs I was on. So it, it's, um, it was very interesting. You mentioned that uh, you were different in style and personality. You're not on the same page ideologically. She is more of a centrist and you're more to the left. Do you see this seat moving more to the progressive side of things, no matter who ends up winning it? I think most Democrats are progressive today. So I, I don't think there'll be that much difference in the, in the, the choices. 
it will be up to the people of California to see who inspires them and, you know, who they can relate to and so on. You know, we all have, have Diane Feinstein stories. And I, I always like to tell the one about back when she was mayor and I was at a news conference and we all wore coats and ties back then. And in the middle of answering a question from behind her big desk, she noticed one of the other reporters ties was askew. And she came yeah. up from behind her desk without missing a beat in the middle of an answer and fixed his tie and then went back and sat down again, <laughs> uh, which is classic Diane Feinstein. I'm wondering if there's wait, any wait. moments you can share, any stories you want to tell. Uh, Doug, was that you really? Her. Was that you? Who's no, it time? wasn't me. It, <laughs> okay. was not, I was, it was a younger colleague from KFRC, but anyway. Oh, that's a very My tie story. was always straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, the best stories for me come from when we were on the campaign trail together. Because, as you know, I say, they threw us together, and there we were. And I was not known in the state at all. And Sarah Feinstein was already, you know, an iconic figure because she had gone through the Mayor Moscone tragedy and showed she could bring the city together. She had run for governor. She didn't win that race. Pete Wilson did. But she just never, you know, gave up. And uh, I was lagging behind her, way behind her in the polls. And she could have dumped me, but she didn't. You know, she held my hand. We went through it. People would say to us, oh, I can vote for one woman, but not two, and not two Jewish women, maybe I could vote for one Jewish woman. And we had our responses, and I'll never forget them. You know, I would say things like, you never said that about two Protestant men. What is the problem? And then she would say, uh, 2% is all that we've got in terms of women in the Senate. 2%, 2 out of 100, and it may be good for the fat content of milk, but it's not good enough for the Senate. And, you know, we used our sense of humor together. We stuck together. And again, I, I'll never, you know, forget that. And I, I, she helped me tremendously because she could have easily just said, oh, my goodness, I don't want to risk, you know, losing. And, and I'll never forget that. I love these stories. Uh, uh, Senator, when you left office, did she consult with you as a friend and former colleague at any time during your retirement? Well, she didn't want me to leave. She <laughs> He always said, you got to stay. The longer you stay, the better, because you know more, you have more seniority, et cetera, et cetera. But I had felt I had stayed 24 years. And my personality is such, I kind of know when to go to the next stage of my life. And, uh, but to her, you know, it, her work is a mission. And that's how she views it. And, um, so, so I, yeah, she didn't want me to leave, and uh, I do remember that. Before we let you go, let's talk about her work. You know, she's best known for her assault weapons ban, the Desert Protection yes. Act, the release of the CIA torture report. What stands out to you as her most enduring legacy? Well, if I could say all those accomplishments, and, you know, we're so proud of what we are able to achieve. But I think the trailblazing nature of, of, of her life, a person who could, who had so many personal losses, her, her, uh, the loss of her, um, her husband, Bert Feinstein, who she revered, um, seeing what happened at City Hall, coming back from that, and um, losing the governor's race, and yet still stepping up again to run statewide. You know, it's, um, 
it, it's, it's an incredible message that we should never give up on our dreams. And so her accomplishments will stand for all of history. Um, but I think that just her, the way she was such a stalwart in life and the way she you know, stuck to it, that's very special. Well, thank you so much for being with us and sharing some of those stories and moments from your long career alongside our former U.S. Senator Barbara Boxer. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.